0: Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, July 9th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And Phoenix did it again, Coach. A 10-point victory. They're up 2-0 with a lot of momentum going into Game 3.
1: I'll tell you what, man. They looked like champions. There were stretches in that game where they were just on. Uh, I posted something in our Discord. that That one possession really told the tale and that's the one I think they'll show if they do win this they had seven passes in like nine seconds and got a wide open shot all five guys touched the ball they're just they're in a groove they're going to be tough to beat because let's face it somehow some way the alien from another world uh, Giannis had just a crazy game and they still couldn't hang with him so that's Bucks fans have
0: to be a little nervous now, don't you think? I do. I mean, it's a good thing they're going home because like you said, Giannis went for 42 and 12, had four stops, like four knee. assists, <laughs> fifteen of twenty-two from the field, had over seventy fantasy points. Uh, and he did what we talked about that they needed him to do, which was get a bunch of easy baskets. Yeah. Um, you know, to help their overall attack but they didn't shoot as well they went nine for 31 on threes meanwhile phoenix couldn't miss coach they went 20 of 40 on they three were pointers.
1: Uh, bridges had the game of his life that's for yeah. sure
0: he did he yeah. was really the key um and uh, he allowed us to cash with some of our hybrid lineups um but you know that that shooting performance across the board is is the question can they take that to game 3 because Chris Paul went 3 for 5 from deep Booker went 7 of 12 Bridges yeah. hit 3 Crowder went 3 for 5 Cam Johnson 2 for 4 I mean it was everywhere you turned they were just draining threes all night
1: yeah I mean they Milwaukee had to be extremely frustrated because their defense is is really good I mean they they have a a good solid defense with some you know, all defensive players. And so wow. I mean, I they're not used to getting smoked at that high of a percentage. But like you say, you know, sometimes it's it's all momentum and when things are going right and it just seems like everybody's stepped up for Phoenix. You know, shout out to Monty and, and whatever he's done to get them to this point to peak at the right time.
0: And boy, that's what they're doing. Yeah, they really did. So let's preview Game 3 here and chat a little bit about DraftKings and FanDuel pricing to get everybody ready for their builds. And if you look at the numbers from Vegas, uh, courtesy of BetUS.com.pa, our presenting sponsor, Milwaukee the favorite here in Game 3. They're favored by four with an over-under of two twenty-two. Do you have any lean there?
1: Well, uh, you know, we both sort of – talked about it before we looked it up because we wanted to see, you know, where we felt and neither one of us expected the bucks to be favored by four. That's quite a bit considering. Yeah. Phoenix beats them two times in a row by double digits. And uh, you know, that's a big spin. Now I know there's a huge difference. You're in deer district and the people going bonkers and you know, a couple more days for Giannis to rest that knee, although it didn't look like it was bothering him, but all of those things are in their favor, but man, that's a big switch. I, I'd i have trouble not taking the Suns plus four just because they're playing so good.
0: I would too. I think I would probably either take Phoenix or lay off of that. Um, if you're watching or listening and you have a strong feel on that, you want to uh, lay some, some action on it, then uh, join us with uh, our tremendous offer from betus.com.pa. If you haven't already, uh, you can see it there on the bottom on YouTube, sign up for your first deposit of 149 with the promo code coach talk, you get to use that money at bet us, and you get a two month membership with us
1: free, and, uh, free
0: two month membership, free, mo- yeah. free membership and all of our memberships, you get all of our sports. So you get our basketball, baseball and golf lineups. And then when football comes, you'll get those as well. So, uh, right. so if you sign up there, then just let us know on Twitter at DFS coach talk that you've done that. And, uh, and we'll get you into our discord. So, um, Let's put the the line aside now and, and break these teams down one at a time like we usually do. Let's start with Phoenix. Okay. And, you know, the, the big news going in was, okay, we know Sarich is out, and so we talked a little bit about the bench and how would those minutes get redistributed. Well, it turned out that the, the biggest change was the starters all played more minutes. And right. I was a little surprised by how how hard they pushed those guys um, I mean, it makes sense, you know, Phoenix trying to make sure they went up 2-0, but look at these minutes. Chris Paul went from 37 to 41, Booker from 42 to 44, Bridges 30 up to 38, yeah. Crowder 33 up to 37, and eight and 39 to 42. So there just weren't many bench minutes to go around, and that's why I kind of felt like all night long Bridges was out there wreaking havoc, hitting threes you know playing solid defense uh, cuz he did a number on middleton middleton only shot 5 for 16 yeah um, he so really did do you think that um that uh that theme will continue here where the phoenix starters will play big minutes and 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 they'll try to go up 3-0 here
1: oh without question i mean you know they smell the blood in the water number one secondly you know they're out sarich and we don't know the status uh on tori Craig, oh, yeah, he's yep. – that was the ankle, I think, or knee. We're not positive, mm, yep. but it didn't look good. And didn't look good. I, I've got a big feeling that he sits. So they lose two of their already short bench. And, you know, we talked about it on the last podcast. You know, where are the 10 minutes of Saric going to go? And and we did mention, you know, they'll probably just be, you know, dispersed more so uh, with the guys that are playing as opposed to uh, a bunch of more minutes off the bench. And now, you know, you have Craig's on top of that. So the nice part is they have a couple of days off. I mean, it's all the way to Sunday. You know, in the NBA, they're not used to having that many days off. So I think you'll see real, real similar minutes and rotation. Uh, It's worked, and... You know they're right on the doorstep, so I think we'll see the same almost identical minutes.
0: Yeah, and we're recording this uh, Friday afternoon, so that's why right. we don't have an up to the minute um, Tory Craig update on on Tory Craig. But we'll get to the bench in a minute here. Let's let's talk about these starters a little bit. And Milwaukee did a real nice job where they started Holiday on Chris Paul.
1: Yes, I've been crying for that. So that yep. was that was a nice move.
0: Yep, he dogged him pretty well. Um, forced him into more turnovers than usual. And more? He had
1: six. He hasn't had, he's had a month of basketball without six turnovers. I mean, that's a, you know, we we indicated that, though, because we knew Milwaukee was going to defend them better. We, we felt that Holiday would go on him, and we knew that the last game he got lucky with a few deflected passes. So, you know, for him to have eight assists and six turnovers, he's got to feel like he had just a terrible game.
0: Yeah, exactly, and feel very fortunate that they won. Yes. And you figure he'll come extra motivated after that and, and try to be a little bit sharper. But, you know, Holiday should continue to give him trouble. And the problem with Chris Paul is he's 15000 on FanDuel. Yeah. You know, Giannis is 16000 and I just don't see building a lineup, you know, where you have Chris Paul and not Giannis um, at that price tag. You on know, DraftKings, he's 9,800. He's more reasonable, a lot easier to get him in the lineup with with six guys. But, you know, he's, he's on the borderline again for me on FanDuel just because of the price tag. Right. Um, Aiton, uh, I still like his price tag on both sites. You know, it did go up a little bit to 13,000 on FanDuel, and he didn't have quite as big of a game. Only four of 10 from the field, you know, just a a few of those passes from Chris Paul to Aiton, either they just didn't connect or it was one of those alley-oop type plays and Aiton just didn't quite finish it. So they were just a hair off in game two. I I think they'll connect a little bit better in game three. Uh, I think Aiton will probably get more than 10 points and more than 11 rebounds. So he's a guy that I'd like to get in most of my lineups.
1: You know, the other thing with Aiton, though, uh, Andrew, that's something to consider, and The reason I faded in this last game is, you know, I didn't realize going into game one that they were going to play Aiton on Giannis. Uh, That was a surprise to me. So I think, you know, my concern with Aiton and just like this game here, I think his number one focus was to guard Giannis. And then that took a little bit of hit off of his offensive numbers uh, more so than anything else. But, you know, that's just an observation that You know, if it's going to be the same, I think that, uh, you know, we could have similar results and only maybe, you know, in that 10 to 12 shot range.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a factor, all the energy he's expending to try to defend Giannis. But I I, I think Milwaukee just also did a better job at the rim. Oh, they did. They did, Yeah. yeah. With the other Phoenix starters here, your man Booker was really shooting well, hitting deep threes. He got to 31 points. Um, you know, five rebounds, six assists. Um, you know, he's not big on the stocks. He right. was solid. He's cheaper than Chris Paul on, on FanDuel. So he's, he's more in play there. Bridges and Crowder. I mean, they really benefited from the change in Milwaukee's defense because cutting off that pick and roll action a little bit more yeah. forced those guys to kick it out. And you saw lots of open looks for Bridges and Crowder. Um and so you know I think they're both in good spots still uh, Bridges you know cheaper on FanDuel I really like his 9500 price tag he's more expensive on DraftKings um but if he gets high 30s minutes again uh, he's very attractive to me
1: Yeah yeah and and I'll tell you you know I have to take my hat off to Coach Bud. You know, I'm the first one to say when I don't agree with a move, I every every move that he made and adjusted to was right on the money. I mean, he took away the pick and roll uh, quite a bit more. He had Lopez more at the rim and protecting the paint. You know, he they did such a, a great strategic move in everything they did, including putting Holiday on Paul. So, you know, all of those things worked. but what they do is – You know, when you really add something, you take something away. So he he did what you have to do. Let's take away those things I just mentioned and make Bridges and Crowder beat us with some open shots. Well, guess what? They did.
0: They did. (laughs) You know, if
1: that happens, it happens. There's nothing you can do. But, you know, you don't expect, you know, when you make all those adjustments for those guys to be able to step up and combine for 38 points between uh, Bridges and Crowder, Including six threes, so you know it. That goes to show how well Phoenix is prepared and how good their team is. Because with all those excellent adjustments, and you know, seeing a decrease in in uh, Ayton's involvement and some of Paul's turnovers, etc. Usually that would sway the game, uh, you know, back in your favor. But the rest of the guys stepped up and they they got it done. That's that's a real testament
0: to phoenix team team ball let's look at the bench here in a little bit more depth we we have the x factor of craig not knowing what's going to happen with him in game one he played 16 minutes in game two he played eight before he was injured so there weren't a lot of extra minutes to to go around from craig um so we'll wait and see on that uh cam johnson actually went down in minutes also from 21 to 18 campaign went down from that from and pain went down from 17 to 10 unreal and then kaminsky only played one minute uh nader only played one i think if craig sits then you're gonna have to see at least a few minutes from nader or kaminsky um yeah so you you know that's something to keep in mind but uh,
1: did you hear the uh interview with between quarters yeah he flat out said you know if if he can't come back we're going to have to get some minutes from abdul so right. i would assume very comfortably not that he's a rosterable guy but i bet you he gets 10 12 minutes
0: yeah i think there's i think there's a good chance he does you know he's big enough athletic enough to play in this matchup yeah. and you know he's you know he's not he, he's extremely risky but it, it is interesting if you play with it for a while on fanduel you know if you want to get Four of the big six, with the big six being Paul, Booker, Aiton, and then Holiday, Middleton, Giannis. You have to go with a, a real cheap option like Nader or Kaminsky or Forbes or Teague. Right. So, if one of those guys plays well, then that type of build could work. But yeah, it's it's definitely more of a GPP approach because those guys. You know, you're looking at 10, 12 minutes max probably. Yeah. You
1: could get almost a goose egg or one of them could hop up and grab you 15, 18 DFS points, and then you're in in business, you know? Yeah.
0: I mean, Nader is like the the prototype for that where he could, he could give you a zero or if he hits two threes, gets a steal, a couple rebounds, yeah. you know, then he might give you 10 to 15 fantasy points. Yeah. So. I
1: wasn't impressed with him on the court, though. He looked a little like it was – he wasn't quite – prepared for it. You know, I think it might be a little much for him at this point of his career, but you know, I I can't see how he doesn't get the opportunity though. If, if Craig doesn't play, if Craig does play, then, then that's eliminated. But exactly, uh, I'm counting him out as of now, just because it looked bad enough. And, you know, as the coach said there too, he's tough as nails and he doesn't usually stay down unless he's uh, in pretty bad shape. And yeah, I didn't see him putting much
0: wait on it either so we'll see what happens after Giannis anything's possible (laughs) that's right uh yeah and I think it is a tall order for Nader to really be productive I mean we know he's been coming back from injury anyway you know not to mention his inexperience and so um you know GPP only uh pain is a little pricey for me if he's going to stay you know around 10 to 12 minutes uh, Cam Johnson, really the only reliable guy in terms of minutes and shots. He'll he'll get uh, those threes, and obviously that's his mission is you know catch and shoot. He's got that green light; they want him to shoot, and he's at that a uh, reasonable price tag on both sides where he could be the last guy in for me.
1: I mean, I thought he played great again. I just I was disappointed he didn't get a few more minutes. I mean, two for four from three, and, and in that short amount of time three rebounds, two assists and he just looked like he was part I mean he was part of that great possession uh where they got the easy bucket. I I wouldn't doubt he might be the guy that that get can slip into the 22 minute, 23 minute range and then at his price that's a, that's a really great play, I think.
0: Yeah, if if they decide to keep Bridges or Crowder a little fresher and take a few more minutes off or if one of those guys gets in foul trouble. I right. Definitely see Cam Johnson maybe squeaking into the twenty minute range. I yeah. I would hope so. Any other thoughts here on Phoenix coach before you transition and and start to break down Milwaukee for us? No, I
1: mean it's. I think you're going to see Coach Bud say, "Hey, listen. The bottom line is our adjustments worked. We, you know, Giannis had a, a terrific game. You know, we just need to shoot a little bit better percentage. I think he sticks with the same strategy. I think
0: it's going to be yeah. another."
1: Yeah, another scenario where the second flight guys like Bridges and Crowder and and uh, Johnson, you know, those guys are going to have to step up and beat them. I think they're going to continue to um, harass Paul with with uh, Holiday. And I'll tell you what, man, did you see a couple of those blocks from Drew Holiday? Incredible! Are you kidding wow. me? He blocked De- DeAndre eight, eight and yeah. seven one with two hands.
0: That was crazy.
1: I loved it. I love Drew Holiday, man. He's not always the best DFS guy, but if I'm coaching the game, that's the guy I want on my side. That's for darn sure.
0: Absolutely. Well, before you break down Milwaukee and tell us if you want him in your DFS lineups, uh, just want to invite folks to subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you haven't already, we'd love to have your support there. And Thanks to everybody who's subscribed recently. And Then again, with membership, we've got the bet us option at the bottom there on youtube or if you're all set with betting then you can just jump in with us for the regular dfs membership at dfscoachtalk.com grab a three-day pass a week-long pass whatever length of time you want and then we'll get you into our discord with an email and then that's where we give out our lineups about 20 minutes before lock
1: absolutely and if you're watching this on youtube right now quick thumbs up Hit that subscription button and click the alert so you know when our podcast posts, we've got all these NBA pods. And I'm so pumped up, Andrew. I got to mention this now because I'm I just love Olympic basketball and watching these teams prepare, watching Team USA practicing. This is going to be fun. And DFS has some really good contests. So we'll be covering that. All those pods will be posting. So hitting that alert button will let you know when those are coming up. And we also have another giveaway for a free week membership at DFS Coach Talk that will be drawn prior to the game on Sunday. Our man Joe Stanton's going to go in. Any new subscribers from right now on this Friday podcast until Sunday morning. So you want to do it either today, tomorrow, you know, get uh, subscribed to us if you haven't. And you may be one of those that uh, get a free one-week membership to Coach Talk. If you're watch, uh, listening to us rather than watching on all of our podcast outlets, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, take a second if you can, five stars and a quick comment. And we also have a drawing each month uh, for a free one-week uh, membership to Coach Talk. So you have about three more weeks to do that. So do it before you forget. We have uh, our new member that's in there from last week's free contest that's had two or three big days of winning and has now become a full-time member. So big shout out to them and uh, we'd love to have you join us.
0: Excellent. All right, coach, take us through this Milwaukee side, the favorites at home here in game three. Um, do, you, do you want to get significant exposure to the Bucks?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, first of all, you got to fade Giannis, right? He stinks. Definitely. That's the move.
0: That is the move.
1: (laughs) It's insta-fade for Giannis, uh, for sure. Um, no, I mean, let's face the facts. The guy's the best player on the floor, period. He's a freak of nature. Um, he needs to stop shooting the dag blasted threes though. Cut it out, man. He shot five more of them. He did make one, Um, And 11 for 18 at the line is bordering on acceptable at this point. If he can shoot 60-plus percent, that's really going to help them. They won't be able to do the hacky on us. So I would say if he stays within himself in front of the home crowd, I mean, you know, if you don't play him as your captain and just spend the bucks, uh, he certainly has to be in your build. I mean, I don't see any way that you cash in either cash games or GPPs without Giannis in there. No kidding. So there's the most, that's about like saying you have to breathe air to survive. So Mm -hmm. no shocker there, but it does in these showdown slates, you know, simplify things. For me, it's like, okay, Giannis, you're my captain again. Now I really focus on building around, figuring out what I'm going to do. But man, you know, a game at home where they're favored by four, The pace, if you've noticed, this is what, here's the shocking part for me of this whole series, Andrew, and I'd love to get your opinion. We talked about it, and I talked a little bit about it in the pod I did preview. It was going to be a battle of wills of Milwaukee pushing the heck out of the ball, second fastest pace in the league, and Phoenix trying to make it more of a half-court set and really slowing it down because they were 27th in the league. Guess what? Phoenix is not slowing it down. They're saying we're better than you. You've got an injured Giannis. We want to stretch him out, and they are pushing the ball harder and faster than they have all season long. And that's phenomenal risk and reward from from Monty. I think I think it's it's just genius because generally you dance with what got you there. And I figured they'd slow it down, really, you know, try to take the air out of the ball, work it. But I do think it's because their uh, Giannis's injury and, you know, the aspect of the fact that they want to push the Bucks and try to get into their bench. And it's really paid off. And so in looking at the Suns, <clears throat> it's created some different dynamics. It's really helped uh, both Paul and Booker get more open looks, get more transitional looks, much tougher to defend in transition. Uh, you know, Booker gets those step-in threes, because uh, the the threes that Booker made if in that game, if you remember, I mean, I remember one of them, Lopez was draped all over him. He had his hand like on top of his head and he still made the three. So, you know, if they can get some cheapies on those transitions, hoops, I think it makes, you know, these, these key Phoenix guys in play Middleton, same thing. <clears throat> and uh, I, I mean, Bucks, you know, it's, it's Middleton the same thing. And uh, you know, you're gonna get a few from Holiday, although he's not hitting him. And then even Lopez, although they they stuck him in the paint a lot more. He's gonna get he only got two threes up, uh, which was shocking, but I think you'll see some more from him. But, you know, for me, I think that the pace uh here uh for the Bucks is gonna be the way they like it. I think that pays plays into you know, uh, them being the favorite in this game because Phoenix has adjusted to them. And I think, you know, Milwaukee, if they just shoot the ball a little bit better, uh, are going to be right there. So, you know, in as far as the guy, let's just talk about the, the shot making here, because, you know, the difference in this series right now has is, is been the field goal percentage. Um, you know, they shot a very respectable 42 for 93 for 45%. And you would think, okay, that's, you know, we can win a game like that with with the kind of defense we play. But they gave up almost 50% shooting from the Suns, as you said, 43 for 88. So I I don't think it's this side of the ball that's the trouble right now is they just have to do a better job contesting. And, you know, some of those shots Phoenix made aren't going to go in in Milwaukee. So I'm still fine with, you know, build with Giannis. Um, you know, I think Tucker's a good, cheaper play holiday has certainly played much, much better. And how about 11 shots for him in the first nine minutes? Didn't that surprise you?
0: Yeah. Matching what he'd done in game one early, he came out aggressive. That was his plan. And it, it really showed up on both ends.
1: Yes. Um, And he missed a lot of bunnies or he was in there and just missed a lot of them, but if he's obviously part of their plan is him to attack. So, you know, I'm tempted, Andrew. And I, I'd love your feedback here, but I, I'm i a huge Chris Middleton guy. I think he's a fantastic player. I mean, he's an Olympian this year. He's an all semi, you know, uh, year after year all star. But man, his shooting percentage, it's just he's not getting the ball to drop. And the fact that holiday has been so aggressive i'm almost leaning holiday over middleton or am i overreacting
0: no i don't think so i mean holiday outscored him fantasy point wise in game two yeah and we know that he you know he has that bigger upside with his defense where he gets more stocks yeah and you know we know he can get more assists and if he he takes five more shots like him like last time he can easily outscore him again. And I think Drew Holiday's price dip is the biggest change here for game three. He's only 12,000 on FanDuel. So of the big six that we listed earlier, he's the cheapest. So he's, you know, really easy to get in the lineup after a, a strong outing in terms of fantasy points. Yes. He was seven of 21. So he wasn't efficient, but he got it done. Certainly paid off the price tag. And I agree, it's it's a question for me of, all right, we want Giannis in there, so then do we go with Holiday or Middleton on that side? Right. And, you know, he's he's a lot cheaper, um, so you just got to play around with it. But Middleton, I mean, you got to figure he's going to shoot better at home, right? He's not going to go five for 16 and one for six on threes, is he? I wouldn't think, but, you know, we've mentioned it several
1: times. Mikhail Bridges is a hell of a defender, yeah, and he's long. He's he he's just a perfect matchup to to guard Middleton. Middleton usually has size on somebody or speed, but Bridges. You I know, mean, talk about Spider Man versus Spider Man. I mean, they're built. You know, same height in the whole nine yards. So, I don't know. I mean, Bridges locking them down. There's no question about it.
0: Yeah. Well how about the bench cuz i mean like you said i think tucker is a, he's a fair option at his price he had a strong first half and he basically disappeared in the second half and lopez like you said he only took a couple of threes he did have four stocks so he's yeah. solid but he's he's priced i mean he's 11000 drew holidays 12 yeah. so that that's a pretty easy decision but how about this bench here Connaughton got big minutes again
1: yeah i You know, as far as Lopez goes, he's still in play, but I just the the salary is agitating here that they're not reacting back to it because I do think he'll have a better game and he's going to get good minutes. But, you know, if you'd have told me Conanton would push 34 minutes and, you know, get nine threes up, I mean, if if he's going to get big minutes off the bench like that at his price, I I mean, he's got to be one of the value guys in, but he'll be chalky this time around. Uh, at his price, so he's really the only bench guy that I'd consider. I'm, I'm so disappointed that that Bobby Porras played four minutes and 39 seconds. That just uh, bewilders me. With as well as he plays, but we've said that all along. You know, the guy just for some reason, Coach Bud, unless he's forced to, which he basically was with Giannis hurt, he just doesn't play the guy that much and. I'm not going to risk it. No way I'm touching him or Forbes or Teague. So really all it comes down to for me is, you know, let's get probably two pay up guys for Milwaukee and a value guy, whether it be Tucker or Connaughton. I think that's just on sheer minutes where a bunch of those guys are playing 40 or 40 plus, Uh, you know, if, if I had to go today I'd I'd lean Giannis, Holiday, and Connaughton, and then you know I think that's a good pairing. But you know that's that I'm not I haven't decided for sure because you know in the past when we've let the gas off on Middleton, he has one of those you know twenty straight point stretches and stuff like that.
0: But I don't know if he can do that against Bridges. It's a real tough matchup, but I agree. This is the same approach I want to take here with Milwaukee, Giannis. And then either Holiday or Middleton, and then Conaton. That's the my favorite build right now, based on the pricing and everything else. And Portis, uh, yeah, he's not playable for me with those minutes. I thought he would play more. Oh, for sure. His price is also tough. Ten thousand five hundred. There's just no way you can play him.
1: Why aren't they adjusting
0: the prices as this series is going on? It, it really yeah. is frustrating. I mean,
1: you know, if you have an indication, you know, they'll be chanting Bobby, Bobby, it's a Milwaukee game. Maybe he gets 15 minutes, and we know he can smash value in that time. But they didn't adjust his price, so you can't even take a, a, a flyer on it, really.
0: Yeah, it's almost like they've got him at 10-5 on FanDuel in case Lopez gets hurt or in right. case they announce for some reason that Portis is going to start, and they want to have that position in that price range, but doesn't look like they're going to make any changes. If they if they were going to change the starting lineup, it would have been before Game 2 with the way that Lopez looked against that pick and roll, but for him to start again and get 28 minutes and Portis 5, uh, you know, I think it's pretty clear the way Milwaukee views that, and, and Portis is going to stay in that minimal role.
1: I wish they'd have put him down at like 8-5 where he should be, and then if you, you want to roll the dice on him, you could, but uh, you know, it's suicide mission <clears throat> at the at the salary he's at at this point. So I mean, you know, it's looking, Andrew, as it's gonna be a very, very chalky showdown slate with most people utilizing the same guys. And that's what happened. It happens in every finals, you know, as as the series wears on, the the bench shortens, the minutes increase for the starters. And, you know, it's now that we've got a little bit thinner bench on the Phoenix side on top of it, I think you're going to see dupes all over the place on Sunday. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I think so, especially on FanDuel. But on DraftKings, I, I think it's it's really challenging and, and tight as you try to determine who your captain is going to be. Because, yeah, you can go with Giannis and lock in the, the big points, but he's so expensive. That you get to the bottom of that lineup and your last two guys in, you're you're kind of just cringing, and so then you got to play around with well, one of these other studs here. If I if I go with somebody like Holiday uh, or or Middleton, then you like the end of your lineup a little bit better. Or if you go down to somebody like Bridges, you know he was in the ultimate uh, winning lineup on DraftKings last game, right? You know then you can, um, you know, if you can project one of those mid-tier guys to have a a ceiling game again. Right. uh, You know, that could be the winning combination. I think the way that the prices have have sort of settled on DraftKings makes it a lot tougher, and I think you'll get a a nice variety of ownership at the MVP spot or the captain spot over there.
1: I'm with you. You know, and the reason I'm not the biggest Showdown Slate fan is because it is frustrating in the fact that, you know, like my top four guys just kicked ass, but then my fifth guy in – was Bobby Portis, who did you know? You you almost take a blank, you know, or if you if you put in you know somebody else that like a a Tory Craig, which had been in one of my lives and they granted he got hurt, but that's a blank, and you're dead. I mean it it's so compact; these these contests are so compact with so many similar lineups, you can't take a mistake in that last spot, and that's why you know if you do go with a Teague or a Portis. Or a Forbes or a you know uh Nader or Payne even at this point, you know, you you risk being out of the money. So that's the tough part is determining, you know, how you build it where one terrible performance uh you know doesn't sick the ship.
0: Yeah, exactly. Is can you can you pick a uh, a captain so that your last couple guys in are guys like Cam Johnson, Tucker, Connaughton, and not right. having to get one of those other guys. The undesirables, right, Coach? Yeah, and they've been undesirables.
1: And, and you know, it's hard to figure how these guys uh, – I don't think there's a human being on earth with the way Cam Johnson played that last game uh, that would, would have thought he would have gotten sub-19, you know, eight, 19, 18 minutes uh, that just – just strange. And, you know, the same thing with, with Portis, you know, four minutes and 38 seconds. Come on. You know, it just doesn't make sense, but you know, the coaches are doing what they need to do to win. I do love the strategies. Like I said, I think he'll stick with what he did with coach, you know, coach bud. And we just have to, you know, it it comes down to you have to sacrifice a little to squeeze in all the guys that you know, are going to get mid thirties minutes like Tucker and just hope that they perform well, or, you know, you, you roll the dice and you certainly can in GPPs, but in cash, you know, you just have to pick the right guy that happens to have a great game off the bench. Like maybe campaign gets in there longer, who knows, but it really comes down to that. I mean, we're all going to be playing pretty much the similar guys. It's just, how do you complete that roster that is going to make a difference?
0: Yeah. We're going to try to nail those final spots. And uh, tip-off can't come soon enough. I can't wait for Game 3, Coach. It is, again, 8 o'clock Eastern Sunday night. So we'll have our lineups ready at 7.30, and we'd love to have you. So DFSCoachTalk.com if you want to join the family. So Absolutely. We'll wrap it up there. Thank you all for tuning in on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. I'm Andrew Hanson, and we'll see you for the Game 4 preview as we look to crush it in DFS.